This is the Rich Eisen Show. Tom Pelissero here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's the latest on Zach Wilson? Milf. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. They're hopeful it's going to be two to four weeks. Realistically, this type of surgery is at least four weeks. So, in all likelihood, it's Joe Blacko September 11th against the Ravens regardless. The Rich Eisen Show. Milf. Today's guests. BYU head coach Kalani Sataki. ESPN NFL analyst Louis Riddick. Plus, from Netflix's Echoes, actress Michelle Monaghan. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air on this Wednesday, right in the middle of the month of August, right in the middle of preseason National Football League action. We are one, uh, as of tomorrow, what is that, three weeks from the opening of the season? Come on, man. How great is that? Right around the corner. My fantasy draft next weekend, boys. Oh, oh is that yeah. right? 13 hours at the crib if you want to stop by. Definitely not. I want no part of that. <laughs> I'm going to so be cooking all, food, though. I mean, All your on. friends are coming by? Yeah. You making brisket? Not brisket. I got a few. Uh, I, got, I got a nice menu, though. Go oh, okay. Well, we should have it at your place every year now. Thing, right? Is that I, what we should do? It should be, but nobody wants to fly to LA. I mean, how does Sarah I mean, feel about that? She's going out of town. Oh, oh she's <laughs> perfect. There you go. That's <laughs> it. He's perfect. Well, I mean, why? why so where, Cage where's Kate? Are you going to be taking care of Cage in the middle no, of all no, your no. friends, she's all your Cage. rowdy friends oh. there on a Saturday night? He's taking Cage uh, uh, to her relatives. So. Oh, it, was that planned? Like that you have the house to yourself? Yeah, it was yeah, once yeah, she knew yeah. the draft party yeah. was coming I mean, to her house. I didn't want to be there for that nine-hour draft. So you don't care how long the draft takes. I don't care because it's going to be at my house. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to leave. For those who don't know, again, this is a fantasy football draft that does not have a clock on how long someone can take to draft somebody. It's really stupid. And years ago, it was about 10, well, I guess you can date it. Uh, years ago. It was oh, yeah. More than that, I think. Brian Hartline, somebody took 28 minutes to draft Brian Hartline in like the 13th or 14th draft. I would have absolutely, uh, that person would have needed to get a restraining order from me <laughs> right around the two-minute mark. And 26 more minutes later, somebody literally looks at the rest of the room saying, I'm still thinking. <laughs> and then, and then, the then spit year, out the name of Brian Hartline. And then the next I, year, I, I, Hartline honestly, came into the network, and I told him this story, and, and he, he, probably, he just laughed. He, of course he laughed. He's probably like, why would somebody do <laughs> that? Even for me, why would somebody do that? <laughs> exactly. 28 minutes? It's oh, my God. <laughs> so, yes, I don't want any part of that. All right. I mean, I just want to offer you guys to come by. That's a half-hearted offer. Hey, that's more than Del Tufo does on his boat. There you go. Like, you know. They should have an offer. boat this weekend because I'll good. be up in Oakland. <laughs> Gentlemen, we have a, 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 a major college football head coach on the program. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's on hold. So let's all back off. Okay. Get everything ready. Um, we spoke to this uh, gentleman uh, before the draft, uh, I believe, a couple years ago or recently. Uh, joining us back here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, the head of BYU Cougar football, Kalani Sataki. How are you, Coach? Doing great, Rich. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. So what uh, goes on in your world two weeks before uh, the season right now? What are you working on right now? Just a grind of fall camp. You know, uh, right now the guys are it's getting testy. You guys are, are hating going against each other. But uh, we just got to find ways to keep improving and, and honing in on our skills and then getting our guys ready so that we can, uh, you know, face a talented UC, a USF team in, in Tampa. So uh, the guys are really excited. It's hot, but uh, nobody's feeling sorry for us. We're, we're, we're trying to take advantage of this time to, to find a way to get better and make sure that we're performing at our best by the time we get to kick off. Kids are salty? Is that what you're telling me right now, Coach? The kids are salty? Yeah, you know, you know how it is. Everybody's in a bad mood. They're tired. They're sore. And uh, and nobody wants to hear about it. I mean, this is, this is fall camp. It's supposed to be uh, tough and, and, and it's supposed to be grueling and um, it tests you a little bit, but the the wonderful thing about it is it's it's bonding the guys really close together. They're all going to do it together, you know, and um, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, kind of you know take take a little bit of the pressure off of them a little bit here and just start prepping for the season. But right now we've, we've got to lay a foundation of toughness and a foundation of working together and making sure they appreciate the opportunity to, get to do what they do and, and who they get to represent. So um, I want them to focus on on all the hard work that they did in the off season leading up leading up to this point to embrace the the opportunity to uh, anytime you can get guys to be in, a, in an environment where. 
uh, grit and 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 toughness can be the outcome. Yeah, uh, I'm all for it as long as no one's getting hurt and as long as it, it keeps feeding the culture of the team. <laughs> as long as no one's getting hurt. Fine line there. And I was about to say. I was about to say like if you had to break stuff up and then when you break stuff up and everybody's fine and dandy, you wouldn't say it to the kids, but you might turn to one of your uh, your your guys on your staff and go, okay, now now we got that out of the way, but that's good. That's not that that bad. Yeah, I, I like I like. I mean, we have wonderful young men, and I, so I, I love the opportunity that, that we have to tell our guys to, you know, hey, let's 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 you know take it easy a little bit, and, and <laughs> I'd rather have that than try to jumpstart them every time. So uh, I love the fact that these guys are excited to be on the field and, and to get physical. And, uh, you know, it makes me look good. I could be, I get to be the, the good guys. I can take it easy, <laughs> be a little too physical, things like that. You know what I mean? But sure. uh, I like the mindset of our team and the leadership. And so I'm really looking forward to the season. Kalani Sataki, head coach, head football coach of Brigham Young University football right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Twelfth and final year uh, as an independent and joining the Big 12 in 2023. How has that changed you uh, and uh, your approach on the recruiting trail? recently well Coach. just being able to balance everything because everyone's talking about the big 12 and everyone's and you have to mention that stuff because you're looking at a recruiting class uh where they're going to they're going to be the first recruiting class of, of the big 12 era for us and so uh you you're able to talk about it but at the same time uh you're focused on on this this year you know and, and going into this there's guys on our team that aren't going to be playing in the big 12 that aren't really focused on that and i think it's right. important that we give them every every bit of our focus and our attention at the same time, I mean, we we can wear many hats. We we can micromanage a lot of different things, but the season is the most important thing. That's first priority, and the seniors and the, and the leaders on this team that have put in so much other time and effort and their sweat, blood, and tears to get us to the Big 12. I think it's important that we give them everything we got and to make sure that we send them off uh, any of their career at BYU the right way. I guess I'm asking a question over the for, for you over the rearview mirror. I know you're in the here and now, and you got a season in front of you, and you got kids that you need to focus on for exactly that. But for you in this pro in this ever-changing world of the of the uh, uh, college football landscape. I mean, my goodness, Coach, I'm sitting here in Los Angeles, and it's called Big Ten Country. You know, it's nuts what is happening, and I'm wondering what that means for you and your program, that you have a place at the table and you've been a power five for you. Well, I think that's just the times of, of, of college football nowadays is, is just being able to, to adapt, you know, and the game is adapt. I mean, uh, you know, you, you look at the, the rules, uh, the targeting rules, all, all the stuff that's happened. Um, you, you either need to be creative and find ways to adapt and innovate, or, or else you're going to be left behind. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful that I work with the administration, with the staff, that that's all about innovation, all about creativity, trying to find ways to adapt to the rules and the things that we're, we're allowed to do with the mindset of, of keeping the players um, our first priority. And, and as we do that, um, I, I think the years of being an independent has been really helpful for us. You know that we we've had to just not knowing our schedule completely and 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 being in tough spots and having to travel different places, not having the consistent schedule. That that's that's our world. We've been living in a, in a world where it's completely adapt to whatever happens and who you can schedule games, and then you throw in them into the mix. Everybody had to adapt to certain things with COVID, and so uh, I think that's just. The, the 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 time that we live in right now, and I know you're you're in in L.A. and that's a Big Ten country, but there's a lot of di- different things. This is an opportunity for for so many people to play college football, and when it all gets down to it, in the next few weeks, it's going to be all about ball, and, and and I think that's the focus will not be on the on the players on the field rather than all the other stuff that the players actually can't control, and and that's that's where I think uh, for us coaches, we're focused on the on these young men and trying to give them opportunities to to play and, and have a great experience at the same time we know that they're still going through that transition from a young man to an adult and hopefully we can have a a good impact in their lives and help influence them to be better in the community well do you think that uh, byu could get lost in the shuffle uh, and and i say that by by talking about just hearing the the national conversation always being discussed about the sec and the big 10 and who's going to join them and then there's going to be a conference and a super conference i mean that's what i i believe this is all headed towards right now that that it's going to be similar to professional football, where it'll be 32 teams or 64, 32 teams in a conference and 32 teams in another conference, and it'll be a Super Bowl. That's the way it seems like it's going, and I'm wondering what you think about all that, Coach. Yeah, I can't live in the hypotheticals. I, I live in the, the reality, and, and, and knowing that sometimes those – and I, I'm trying – I say that by not being blind to what's ahead of us, but, but at the same time, uh, focus on the here and now. We'll take care of the rest. If we can do our job on the field – 
and make ourselves relevant, then then the rest is easy. So um, that's going to be my focus and the focus of our team. We can't control everything. Uh, we've already been through that already, and and so uh, adapt uh, adapting to 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 the right things and having a great attitude is going to be the key. Um, you know, hope and, and, and wishing for things is not a good strategy. So mm-hmm. we, we want to get things done that we can control, and that's the product that we can put on the field and making sure that I can get the most out of these players individually and that cohesively as a team we can function really well and, and uh, you know, be one of those teams and those programs that people will always talk about. So um, how does NIL affect your world? Coach Sataki. Yeah, I, th- I think NIL has been uh, really wonderful the, for the for the student athletes um, to be able to make money off of the name, image, and likeness. I'm all for that. I think that uh, that our jobs as coaches is to is to um, guide these young men and and the, and the football program and, and give them good uh, advice. And sometimes uh, the money is great, but it, I think what we're doing trying we're trying to do here at BYU is give them opportunities to. Uh, start. I mean, imagine being 18 years old and starting starting your uh, retirement fund already, or, or investment fund. <laughs> it's trying to find have different ways of allowing these players to make money off of their name, image, and likeness, but also allow them to just be regular college students. I, I'm all for them getting money, but um, maybe there's different forms and different ways and creative ways that we can actually prepare for their future, so that when they're uh, graduated and then they're in you know in the young family, they actually have something that's in in the bank or something that they can fall back on they put down on a house things like that that and and know that they have some some good uh, a good basically good foundation of wealth i think that is the important thing for us to do is educate these young men and then give them other we educate them in so many different ways uh now we've just had to add the financial responsibility to our to our our, our duties and our responsibilities and i'm all for it because it gives these young men opportunities to do things uh, you know, with their name, image, and like the stuff that I didn't get to do. I, I'm definitely not going to be one of those old guys that said, "Man, I wish, you know, I wish that happened when I was there." That we had it rough. No, we had it pretty good too. And and, and these these young people are, are doing everything they can to, to take advantage of the opportunities that are given. And I think it's important that that uh, I support them along the way. I know BYU Cougars are normally more mature or older than most. Are, are you handing out ARP cards to the kids now? Is that what you're doing there, <laughs> Coach Sataki? Is hey, that what's happening? Well, well, you know, if, if listen, Rich, if you want to go, if you want to join the church and go serve a mission, you're more than you're more than welcome to do that and see that these guys are not actually out there working out every day and working on their right. skills. They're out there doing doing service work, you know. And I I hear it from everybody, but I'm going to defend the, the missionary program because uh, when they come back, they're not in, in great shape to to play football, but uh, they have this. Um, mentality that's different they've been on their own already and they've sacrificed a lot of things of their own personal lives they paid for their own their own their own money to go out and serve others so imagine those young men coming back to a football program mm-hmm. and and being bought into everything that you ask them to do and then the, the thing that follows afterwards is their body starts to come along but yeah the the um but if I can start an investment fund and a retirement fund for my 18-year-old, then I'm going to do it. And especially if other people are investing in my players, I'm, I'm definitely going to f- find a way to get that going. Imagine if you put some money away when you're 18. You'd be sitting really – I mean, I know you're sitting really pretty right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. know how much you're worth, but imagine if you did that. You know, that would be really cool, especially when you're, when you're going some, some some tough times of, of making decisions, what sure. you're going to do with your career. Uh, it'll be it'll give you a little bit of confidence to to go and actually try things that that you're actually passionate about, and and the money will come knowing that you have this foundation of of, of money to to help support you along the way. All right, coach, I appreciate the time. Let's talk during the season. Very much appreciated to you. Thank you for Let's calling. Go. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh, before I let you go, have you spoken to Zach Wilson? That's the Jet fan out of me asking. Have you chatted I with have. him? I have, yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay. I, I, I'm, How's he doing? The, the kid's going to be fine. He's going to okay. be good. I, I don't know the timetable of it all, but but I, I, I've i been anticipating this year for him, um, and, and uh, so is he. And, and, and I know a lot about this guy, but uh, he, he's resilient. He'll find a way, and, and he seems to always show up. When, when everything's uh, stacked against them and you'll get the best Zach, Zach Wilson. So I, okay. if I were a Jets fan, I'd be really excited. Right I now. am, I am, but I don't like the fact that he's here in Los Angeles with, you know, recovering from knee surgery right now and after knee last year and his knees, I don't know, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm concerned. He responds to adversity. That's, that's his name, man. That, that, that's, that's synonymous with who he is as a person. He'll find a way to, to make it work. Okay, and he's happy when you spoke to him? He sounded happy or he sounded out of it? Of course, it? yeah. I had good news and, and, and okay. uh, you know, as best as he could have been. So okay. he's really positive. If you know anything about him, he's a positive person. And 
uh, he's going to support his team and be a great teammate. And whenever his number is called, he's going to be ready to roll. Okay, coach, I feel much better now. I'm sitting up. I'm sitting up in my chair. I just wish I'd started putting money away when I was 18 in my in my job uh, checking people out at the grocery. I wish I had done that. I didn't do it. I don't think anybody's worried about you and your, 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 your you know, afterwards. Or, so you're you're in a good spot. But uh, thank you. I, I do appreciate everything that you do for college football and specifically oh, for BYU. So anytime. I'm, I, I'd love to check in with you during the season, Coach, if you're willing. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Coach Kalani Sataki of BYU Football right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What were you doing at 18? You working? You have a job was, at 18? Was I working? I had, well, I, at 18, I was in college, so I was high school senior at 17. So I worked the summer before at the amusement park. Ah, did you put any of that money away? I made four seventy-five an hour. The answer is no. You know, gas <laughs> okay. was only about a buck back then. <laughs> so then but, you would have uh, had uh, to work four-plus hours to get enough money to not pay T.J. Jefferson's <laughs> bet for... <laughs> For Kenny Pickett. I did the math in my head. I'm not a numbers guy. I'll never be broke is all I keep telling myself. That would have been 97. I wish I would have bought a few Apple shares, Mike. What were you doing at 18? What were you doing at 18? 18, I was a police officer. I was protecting and serving. I was here. You were a teenage police officer? I was one of the youngest policemen in the history of New Jersey. An 18-year-old patrolling the streets of Jersey? For about, what, nine months? No, no, I was... I was like two and a half years, and I stayed as a special till I moved out here. A special? Yeah. I you was, weren't even old a, enough to, to... No, no, I was a regular for two and a half years, and I, yeah, I went to police academy at 19. Was that the inspiration for Copland? <laughs> I, I think police I academy. Was. I was. Police <laughs> academy five? Yeah. yeah. It was more like police academy one. Bobcat Goldthwait. What were you doing at 18? I was, uh, I was in college, and I worked in the... Who, oh, I worked for um, Sports Athletic director so i is that I, another way of I saying worked you were, for isid oh yeah. no i'm sorry i thought that was like a fancy way of a footlocker uh, expert no no like when, work, you, when you do the footlocker was my uh footlocker was later man that was like mid 90s damn or, i'm sorry late 90s not so how 90s. old were you then uh you know a few years old <laughs> trying because right now i'm doing math live i'm spotting dimes i just want to put two and two together you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I worked. I was it was work study, and I went okay. to our coach, the late great Bob Rager, and I said, "Hey, coach, uh, I need some hours." He's like, oh, "I just fall them out and turn them in." And I was like, "Oh, this is great!" Jeez, thank you. This moment in Kush college Kush graft history. Kush, Kush back but let me tell you what I did then. I then went to Kaufman's, a store in Pittsburgh downtown. I bought a pair of Air Jordans. I think there were like sixes or sevens. And I put them on a credit card that I had no business having. You know, they come to your college and they like, oh, hey, yeah. sign oh, up yeah, for this. Course. I'll oh, give sure. you a free credit card. Yeah. So I got like this plastic pen with a yeah, calendar with a and, a, like a, and a, like a pen a, holder. Like with a 40% interest yeah, rate yes. to try and soak the college My kids, right? Visa. So oh, they so God. they give they give you a, a credit card with no job and no credit history and no form of income. By the, so I went and bought some Jordans. And then I was going to pay them off with this check. And this guy I was friends was like, no, bro, you don't pay them off now. That's how you build your credit. It took me two years to pay that bill. By the way, I did a stand-up joke when I was in college based on the credit card. I had a Discover card and they gave it to me. And you know what it said on it? First card. And I did a bit like, you know, hey, I'm a college kid. I got a credit card for the first time in my life. I don't need, that's like the scarlet letter of credit cards. Here I am. It's my first card. You know, it's my first card. You You know, I want to act like I'm a big, you know, a big mocker with my, with my credit card. It says first card on it. Like a, like the scarlet letter. I'm like, I'm trying to act older than I am. Why you got to play me like that? Maybe first card. Maybe they're hoping that one of the cashiers will look at you and go, are you sure you want this? It's like, again, are you sure? It was like walking around with, you know, somebody, it's his first date. Like you don't need a hat. Like first day, first, first day. First yeah, day. but those are usually that's my pretty bit, obvious. Man, it was my bit. It was working. You're laughing now, that's huh? That's good, Rick. Come on, <laughs> I still got it. It is pretty great when you're out at a restaurant and you can see a couple who's obviously yeah, on a first yeah, you date. You know yeah. it, right? Like, that is really funny. Let's take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Oh. The great Lewis Riddick of the Worldwide Leader in Sports will join us when we come back. Hey, we got our bullpen is in. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Uh, 844-204-RICH, number to the dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Pleased to be back right here. How about them apples? Wow, pretty amazing. Back here on the program on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, one of our favorites. I love watching him on TV and certainly listening to call games, as he will do with Dan Orlovsky, Steve Levy, and Laura Rutledge on the call at Bears-Seahawks Thursday, Falcons-Jets Monday. Both games kick off 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, the great Lewis Reddick here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you been, Lewis? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm sorry. I was a little late for you. I t- I just prattle on a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening in, man. I was I was I was sitting there kind of envisioning what the hell was going on. I know. <laughs> I'm like going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know. I'm missing here. I know. Yeah, it's but- quite the word picture that you uh, you needed painted for you right there. So, uh, what is what is you think? What is the headline? Do you think entering this preseason week right now? Uh, now that we know that there's no fourth preseason game anymore. This is where rubber meets road. What do you think the major headline is for you that you're looking to, to have identified entering week two of this preseason, Lewis? Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll keep it really specific to our game. You know, sure. Because honestly, I think it's, it's, about, it's about quarterback play in, in, in different scenarios, right? And I think that's obviously the situation for every team. What, what's the scenario? What's the situation every team finds themselves in? Heading into the season, and for Seattle, I mean, Drew Locke not playing in this game throws this quarterback competition, I think, squarely right into the lap of uh, Geno Smith to go ahead and take the bull by the horns and cement his position as the Week One starter, as we see it right now for Seattle. And he's going to play. He's going to play tonight or tomorrow night in a in a, in a game where he's going to have more of his weapons available to him on the outside, although maybe for a limited amount of time. But this football team overall, I think offensively, is being slept on a little bit, Rich. Mm-hmm. I think everyone kind of assumes that this team is still just devoid of talent on the offensive line and that they're just a three yards in the cloud of dust type of team. And, you know, Pete's trying to take them back to the Stone Ages, et cetera, et cetera. Nothing could be further from the truth. This team has one of the fastest teams in the NFL. They got speed galore on the perimeter. And they have got an offensive line with two young offensive tackles right now. Mm-hmm. that look the part, like they can play right now, right out of the box, as soon as you take them out of the racket. So I think that's what I'm looking for in this in this game with that. Now on the flip side, you have, with Chicago, you have a quarterback who is not going to be, you know, facing any competition for his starting quarterback job in Justin Fields. But, man, I mean, this football team, 
I don't know, man. I, I don't. I just. I think people need to temper their expectations if their expectations were getting a little out of whack, particularly in the city of Chicago, as for you know what exactly this team is going to be able to do this year. Because their offensive line is in a state of flux, and I'm not as optimistic as I am about Seattle. They don't have nearly the kind of speed on the perimeter to help this young man out, like many of the other young quarterbacks are going to have at their disposal to take their game to another level. And then on the defensive side of the ball, their very best player right now. He is not happy. Want to play for him. What do you exactly. think that's what do you think that's all about, Lewis? What's going on with Roquan Smith and that wild NFL management council letter to say, "Hey, whoever's going around to teams saying if <laughs> Roquan's available in a trade isn't an agent and he's not been given permission to seek a trade." That's wild stuff right now. Yeah. On that. It is. And that that's what happens when you're representing yourself. And you can't obviously, you know, have those "quote unquote" back channel conversations, aka tampering conversations, that maybe some agents have with players who are under contract, for, but who are unhappy about their current situation. Then, you know, maybe I guess there's a guy who's trying to do that on Brooklyn's behalf. And I think what it all leads to is the fact that he feels as though this team isn't showing him any respect. You know, by all reports, they offered him a contract that was severely backloaded, didn't give him the kind of guaranteed money and security up front in the first, you know, initial years of the contract, probably the first two, three years of the contract that he thought he deserved. And by all accounts, when you watch his tape, talk to people who played against him, talk to people who played with him, talk to people who coached him, he's one of the top two off-ball linebackers in the entire NFL and is still a young centerpiece for any football team. So why wouldn't this be an easy contract negotiation for them in their rebuild, meaning we have a centerpiece right here, we take care of him, and then we continue to build out and help out the offense, help out our young quarterback, get some more pass rushers like we're going to need because Robert Quinn's not going to be around much longer. Why wouldn't this be an easy contract negotiation? I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit stumped by this one, to be honest with you, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to get into it on air Thursday night because hmm. uh, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. People love, I mean, Rich, you know, people love Roquan Smith as a person and as a player. And he's going to make $9 million this year on his fifth-year option. Hmm. Where other stack linebackers like Shaq Leonard and, and, and people of that caliber are making twice that much. I wouldn't be able to stomach it either. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have that sitting well with me either. I wouldn't want to play either. And it's going to be interesting to see how Ryan Poles navigates that here in his first year as a GM. Lewis Reddick here on the Rich Eisen Show. Again, he'll be on the call with uh, Dan Orlovsky, Big Bag of Leaves, and Laura Rutledge uh, on Thursday night, um, Bears and Seahawks. So I, I, I asked this question knowing it's, uh, it's still too early, but what the hell? I don't know when, uh, you know, if we'll be chatting any time before the season again. So I'll just throw it out to you, Lewis Riddick. Mm-hmm. Um, the quarterback, rookie quarterback that you think has a chance to play first this year as a starting QB is oh, who? The rookie quarterback. Yes, um, sir. I mean, because yeah, Pickett, no, def- Pickett looks, yeah. you know, good at second half stuff. And yeah. and then, but, there, you know, Sam Howell slung it around, man. And Malik Willis mm-hmm. was running around, even though Vrabel said he needs to throw to the guys when they're open, <laughs> which is, I found an interesting <laughs> comment. I don't know if you heard that one. But what, yeah. what do you think? What do you think? No, I, I definitely think it will be Kenny Pickett for a number of different reasons. One, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just a big believer in the way that kid is put together, both mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. I believe that he is uniquely, let's just say, wired the right way to handle the expectations of going from college to pro in the same city, in the same stadium, in the same facility, you know, to be able to handle the kind of expectations that come along with it. And I think Pittsburgh saw... And whether or not this really factors into people's decision-making, you know, you can really quantify whether or not it does concretely or not. I think it, it will factor into the decision as to when he starts, how much excitement the prospect of him starting has generated in that city. I mean, you saw it when he came into the game. And even though it's the first preseason game, he leads them back to a, you know, to a game-winning touchdown in the last minutes of the game. And people go, that doesn't mean anything. Actually, yeah, it does. Because the, the, the mindset of the football team, 
the passion and the fervor of the fans, the belief that the fans have in the team, all that is just, it's just a good feel-good story on top of the fact that he's, you know, he's, I think he's just a fantastic quarterback. And Mike, Mike picked him. They targeted him, and they picked him. You pick a guy 20th overall not because you want to sit him on, you know, on ice for an extended period of time. And as good as Mitchell played, Trubisky, and he looked, quite honestly, he looked fantastic. I just think it's going to be Kenny's time sooner rather than later because he's just kind of made for this situation. It's, it's a, really a dream situation for him. But I think Pittsburgh sees the writing on the wall. Lewis Riddick here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about year-to-year leaps um, and how you think they, they will play out. Certainly, clearly, mm-hmm. it, 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 it matters about the roster around you, and I understand that that, mm-hmm. that needs to be factored in. So, but let me, let me, uh, let me go uh, around the league a little bit with you. Tua, what do you think his leap is going to be with Mike McDaniel and so much speed around him? You mentioned the speed of the Seahawks offense. My gosh, it's a track meet yep. in Miami. What do you think about the year-to-year leap that we're going to see for Tua this year? I think it, I think it's all going to just be commensurate with his ability to stay healthy and stay on the football field, and that will lead to his leap being, you know, the sky's the limit. I've always been a big believer in him, Okay. He wasn't some scrub coming out of Alabama. <laughs> That's right. Okay, he wasn't just throwing rocket screens and tunnel screens and slants and flat routes in Alabama. Tua was launching that ball down the field beautifully to some very good wide receivers on a very good football team, obviously. Well, now he's got a football team that has some very good wide receivers that are very fast, that can make some tremendous plays down the field. And I guess other than Tua's help, the play of his offensive line is going to be important because he can't just be getting back there getting his rear end kicked, as, he, as has been the case in his career so far down in Miami. And lastly, you don't have to look over his shoulder. He doesn't have to wonder if Brian Fitzpatrick is going to be inserted into the game. He doesn't have to worry whether or not the coaching staff and or front office truly believes in his ability to be the future quarterback. I think they're all aligned behind him. Mike McDaniel in particular is a line behind him and making sure that he has everything he needs to try and be successful. And I think that freedom in his mind, on top of all the better players that he has around him, you see some of the clips that people are showing from practice and him launching the ball down the field to Jalen and to to Tyreek. Two is going to be on it this year. I think he's going to to shut up a lot of people. Whether or not that means he stays the quarterback in Miami, because we know how that stuff can get sideways anyway (laughs) when other people jump into it and just want to do what they want to do. But it ain't going to be – I believe, too, is going to shut a lot of people up this year. Next one I, uh, on the list here, Jalen Hurts. Year-to-year leap for him is going to be what, Lewis Reddick? Again, another situation where a team set, set him up to succeed about as well as you possibly, possibly can set up a young quarterback. All of his growth is going to come inside the pocket. If his growth really accelerates inside the pocket, then the leap is going to be significant to the point where in 2023 they're going, we don't need to look for a quarterback. If his growth inside the pocket is not where they need it to be, then 2023 is when they'll use all that draft capital to find his replacement. But I think he's capable of doing it. Yes, preseason game one, he looked fantastic. Yes, it's preseason game one. But people in Philadelphia really believe in the way that Jalen is wired. Jalen also has been a guy who's been subjected to a lot of turnover in his life as far as different play calls, different people in his year from year to year to year to year. It's been changed, 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 changed every year. Now he has a little bit of stability, and he has some absolute just playmakers around him. Run game, pass game, pass protection. He's another guy who I would expect him to make a significant lead. I'm not as high on him as a thrower of the football, though, as I am on a guy like Tua. How about that? Okay. That's an interesting comparison right there. Um, Trey Lance, next one for you. What do you think the leap's going to look like for him now that (laughs) it's his gig? I know. I know. I know. This is my personal, like, cheerleading story here, okay? Okay. Yep. Like, like I am the president of the Trey Lance fan club. (laughs) I might be the vice president then, if you're the president. There you go. Hey, and you know what? I think think we're smart men, Rich. (laughs) Great. and I think that's – look, he, he is such a good person, has such a great story. I mean, you know the story, no Power 5 schools offer him any scholarship to be able to play quarterback. All of them want him to switch his dream school, University of Minnesota. Nope, you can't play quarterback here. But you can play another position. Mm. 
that kind of story, that kind of rejection fuels people, man. And Trey has proved people wrong his entire life. And it's not like he's some scrub either. This kid's a fantastic freaking athlete. And with that team he has around him, with that head coach and play caller he has around him, with that running game and offensive line he has around him, and with those receivers and tight end that he has around him, and the schooling he's getting every single day in practice against that defense, man, Trey Lance, I think, could have that kind of year where no one sees it coming, just like in 2018. No one saw it coming with number 15 down there in Kansas City. Damn. Yeah, he can be good. He can be good. Oh, they must have liked him. They drafted him when they already had Alex. He's got to be good. You know, he threw for all those yards down at Texas Tech. But, right. but, but, but. And people are saying the same crap about Trey. Well, he's he's there. You know, he's uh, he's inaccurate in practice. He missed a he missed a deep dig route to Debo. He can't throw the ball with the accuracy. Well, he's a little bit behind as far as his processing. Blah 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 blah. Look, as Kyle said, he's right where we expect him to be. He's moving along and making the leaps right right as we expect him to. It's not going to be perfect, but he also said this is what we expect. And there is a reason why we moved up to three to draft it. Man, I think the kid's going to blow up. I absolutely think he's going to blow up. Lewis Reddick here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, last one for you. Uh, Year-to-year leap. I've already given you some quarterbacks that are young and unproven or need to prove themselves or have an opportunity. I'm going to go in the opposite direction here. Year-to-year leap you would expect, Lewis Reddick, for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. What do you think? You know, he doesn't have to run for his life now because that offensive line is going to be, I mean, the whole right side of it from center to right tackle totally revamped. Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow, if he just had an extra tick in the Super Bowl, they win the game because he's going to hit Jamar Chase and they're going to win it. So for Joe, he's thinking, damn, I did all that getting my head beat in. Now if I can just sit back here clean – Jamar's a year better. T. Higgins wants to get his, his respect. Tyler Boyd's one of the best slot players in the NFL. I got three mammoths on the right side of the line. The defense is better. They drafted a bunch of good playmakers in the secondary. So I'm going to get the ball back even more, have more cracks at it. Joe Burrow will be an MVP conversation. Oh, we did a boy. bunch of quarterback ranking exercises, man, at ESPN. You know how everybody's doing all these rankings. <laughs> Joe Burrow for me? Yep. Joe Burrow's top five quarterback. Joe Burrow may be a top three quarterback. It may be Brady, Brady, Tom, um, Aaron, Joe. He, he's right in there. Bills fans are probably Bills fans will be Bills fans will be like, "Where's Josh Allen?" But of, of course, but you know what? When you objectively yes look at some of the met, some of the metrics, like you know, like next gen completion percentage above expectation, all that stuff. Yeah, Joe Burrow, he's right in there. Top three, four, five. Top three, four, five. Every category. Every single one behind the offensive line that my, my high school offensive line could have blocked better than his point <laughs> last year. And that's a fact. I mean, we saw it. You saw it. We all saw it. Yeah. And Joe, this yeah. year, he don't have to run for his life. He doesn't have to be perfect every single time. Last year, he had to be perfect every play. Otherwise, he knew that his life was in danger from getting hit. This year, hopefully it won't be that way. And if he can operate under, you know, with that kind of comfort, man, just think of how much better this guy can. And we all know how he's wired anyway. He's another guy with a chip on his shoulder. Another guy who feels like he needs to prove something all the time. And that stuff never leaves you, man. You you never lose that edge. Shit, Tom Brady hasn't left, hasn't lost it in 20, 21 years of playing pro football. He still feels disrespected. Joe Burrow is wired that same way, it seems like. Not, I love that kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff. And he doesn't have an appendix to weigh him down anymore, so he's got to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see how it works. And he's riding a cart out there, you know, leading. I just, uh, man, you just got. I just want to run through a wall now and talking to you, uh, Lewis. Thanks for the, <laughs> thanks for the call. Thanks for the insight. Course, I literally could talk to you for all three hours for this program. So I genuinely appreciate it when you answer my call and uh, look for more of them. Thanks again. Have a great time calling the games next week absolutely thanks rich you got it check it out lewis riddick along with dan orlovsky steve levy laura rutledge on the call of bears seahawks thursday then falcons jets monday kickoff each time eight eastern on the worldwide leader in sports 
Oh, man. Number of times he would say something, I'd look over and Brock and be like, uh, pump the Joe brakes. Burrow, top pump, three. Pump the brakes Trey Lance is going to blow up. Pump the brakes a little bit. Trey Lance is suddenly Patrick Mahomes. Well, he just said that it's similar Easy. to the things he was hearing about well, we actually, Mahomes. Well, here's the thing. We actually saw Patrick Mahomes play college football. That's true. Different story. Different so, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw him. We saw him throw up seventy against Oklahoma. Like, what is the, what's relax. what's um, can't be rookie of the year. Lance MVP. It won't be. That's ridiculous. That's absurd. He won't be the MVP. Why not? But there's a difference blowing up or not. Well, yeah. What's the Lance MVP odds? Look it up. Let's stand by. All right. Look it up. Josh <laughs> Allen is your favorite, guys. He's thirteen wow. to two. Oof. Thirteen that's, to two. That's plus six fifty. Why do they make gamblers yeah, do weird. the math? It's, it's, it's exactly. Plus six fifty. Why don't you say six and a half to one? By the way, gamblers can do math well. That's, you know, whatever. Yeah, Lance is, Lance is twenty eight to one. Not oh, that's so. Not who's 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 worse than his odds then? All right. So below Trey Lance is Derek Carr is also twenty eight to one. Ooh, another good one. Jalen Hurts twenty five to one. <laughs> Lamar Jackson twenty two. No, no, to I'm one. saying give me odds that are worse than twenty eight oh, to one. Okay, I see. So, uh, let's see. Who, th- th- so where this town where Mo Green doesn't have a, a plaque or a signpost <laughs> to remember his greatness, um, these, they think these people have a worse chance have to win the MVP. That, yeah, longer odds. All right, I got you. That's one. Is so, that the phrase? Uh, big jump. Yeah, longer. Bigger bigger jump here. We go from 28 for Lance to 40 to 1 for Derrick Henry and Trevor Lawrence. Oof. Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones, Tua, 50 to 1. Mac Jones and Tua have the same... Same odds. Imagine if Tua just says to somebody to grab his, you know what, We're little B and start a brawl. Apparently, we got, apparently we got got. That was a fake account. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. We are, uh, yes. Yeah, Did we, we really? Yeah, we got yep, got. We got, got that, but we got some good content. By the way, a lot it, so. of people got got because that got tweeted to me so many times yesterday. We got, we jumped, we got hooked We on got got? Yeah, I think we, we got, got got. got. We're, already at, we're already at the market being sold. Just like right. Johnny oh, Drama. I'm so embarrassed by that. Come on, guys. You got to have my back. Wow, we didn't see it until it popped up on the screen. I know. All right, so anytime we can hear D's not people do this sort of thing on Twitter. It's so stupid. Trubisky <laughs> is sixty to one. What? Trubisky. I still want Tua to say that, by the way, to somebody. Yeah. I mean, by the way, got... I, I kind of like Matt Ryan is eighty to one. Wolf, that's a that's no that's good value. Yeah, but that's like no that's chance. The value. What do you mean, no chance? He could have a really good year. Yeah. He ain't well, for MVP of the league. MVP? If the Colts go twelve and five, and Matt Ryan is forty five hundred yards and forty touchdowns. Right. If just did a very, very heavy lift right there, sir. Okay. All right. That's why I guess it's 80 to 1. Right. Uh, Let's D- take a break. Debo t- Samuel, Baker Mayfield, Debo. Jameis Wentz, 80 to 1. Let's take a break here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, we'll set up our third hour. Michelle Monahan here in studio. That's how we're rolling into the break here towards the end of hour two. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Back here on The Rich Eisen Show in hour number three. Um, as if there's not enough Michelle Monaghan um, on our screens, she plays two characters in her new oh. program called Echoes. She plays twins, sisters. Love this it. is good stuff. So Love she it. was one and two on the call sheet. I, I like believe it. so. How about that? Can't imagine. That means you're in every scene. Yeah. Sometimes you're in every scene with yourself. Yeah. That's got to be exhausting. Yeah. Although I do love um, hearing the sound of my voice. Yeah? Yeah. That's why I'm perfect for this job. Do you love the sound of your own voice more or being right more? Oh, good question. Hold on a minute. Let me try. Let me try and let me think about this, Chris. Hang on. Because I'm using my voice right now to think about it. CSI Miami voice. Well, I'm, 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 I'm going lower register. Because that's when I think the timbre of my voice does well. As I believe uh, a good friend of yours does like the sound of my voice, right? Who's that? A good friend of yours? I got a lot of good friends. Mila? (laughs) Didn't she say that? She said that to you one time on the phone. Well, I will never forget it. It's soothing. Mila FaceTimed me once before the show once, and she said, I like his voice. And so I gave Rich the phone so he could talk to her. And And I said, hi. (laughs) Hi. I'm like, bro, her husband's in the car with her. You do have a really good voice. You're trying to sound like Orson Welles right now. Well, no, I'm just trying to sound like Rich Eisen. (laughs) Your job for Send is good, though. I like being right. I think so, too. (laughs) Hey, I just saw the news in the commercial break that Joe Burrow met with the media and said his Achilles, uh, his Achilles, his appendix ruptured. It was an emergency. Dude. Yeah, he confirmed it ruptured. Could have been really bad news. Yeah. And that's how he says he thinks he'll be feeling great by week one. He's back throwing, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think. I just saw he looks thinner. He looks like, you know, he's... Probably hasn't eaten much in the last couple of weeks. This is no joke, that stuff, man. Yeah, if that affects Lewis Riddick's top three projection. Dude, I don't, why do you have a problem with Joe Burrow being a top three quarterback? He mentioned, he said Brady, Rodgers, and Burrow. Well, that's... Come you on. can make an argument for that. Uh, no, you can't. Oh, my no, God. No, I'm with Brock. I mean, has an interesting have, stat that he just gave me. How do you so. not have Josh Allen and Justin Herbert there? To, I mean, oh. like, with all due respect to Joe Burrow, who we love. What are you talking about? He took the Bengals to the Super Bowl, and he was damn near unbeatable. Great. Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl, okay? Oh, my God. Like, oh, Big Brad. Wow. I'm just saying, like, he's, not a to top th- he's not a top three quarterback. Like, come on. So, excuse me. Let's leave Josh Allen out of it because he's the Mandalorian quarterback, and let's leave him out of it. Okay, so there's excuse Allen. Me. So now he's excuse fourth me. at best. Excuse me. Like, come on. <laughs> Hold on. Let's get into this. Come on. I know we're, we're at the end of an hour, but let's do it here. You have to buy stock. Well, Ooh. this is a different conversation. Uh, you mm-hmm. must buy stock in one of these two quarterbacks, meaning they will be, at the end of their careers, have more playoff wins and potentially more rings and Super Bowl appearances. Okay. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, go. Oh. Two snake-bitten franchises. You already got a Super Bowl in uh, one. I'll, I'll start even from here on out. Even right from now? here on out. Even, even, so no Super Bowl. Oh, man. So Joe Burrow has had this appendectomy and an ACL so far in his career. Herbert, no injuries. Choose, Uh, choose, choose. Buy your stock. Buy your stock. Buy Buy your stock. Can I take 51% of one? Buy your stock. (laughs) Buy your stock. I'm going to take Justin Herbert. I'll take Burrow. I can't believe I'm saying it about an Ohio State but guy because all the Ohio State yeah, people right. own him. Yeah, but they, he's not, they take ownership of him. That's true. Because he thanked Ryan Day. And when that he is won not the a slack on Burrow. I would take both. Of, of course those not. Guys. And it's yeah. not a slight. It's not a slight on Herbert. I'd love to be proven wrong for all of my Charger fans here, including the man who helped give birth to but three you, of my Joe children. Joe Burrow top three, three this year. Like, huh? let's be honest. What do you mean? Let's be honest. Yeah, you can make that case. He was remarkable last year, and he's going to be better. He was remarkable in like a handful of games last year. Like, just look at the game log. Okay. 
end of the season to the end of the season. From the big end of the reg from Thanksgiving on. Spectacular. He was. Spectacular. He was. And now he's going to be better protected. Hour three coming out with Michelle Monahan. Now he, he's going to be better protected. He was good from mid December on. And he wasn't really that good in the Tennessee playoff game. The last quarter. He was getting his ass beaten in the in the Tennessee playoff game. He got sacked. He got he was nine times. Dude, what, yeah. the stat. I'll find it here in my I'm book if I look at it. Right I'm Len done. Dawson was the last one, I think, in like the nineteen seventy playoffs, was the last quarterback to be sacked nine times and win the playoff game. And not that good in the AFC championship game. Like, like he's great and he's got moments. And we love the stones on this guy and the Moxie. But like, you know, as I was telling TJ. 40, you know, half of his fantasy points last year came in three games. I got it. Okay. So, well, I mean, it's know. not fantasy football. It's real football. Mm. And it's getting your ass beat and I getting get back it. in the huddle and looking at your guys in the eyes, and they look you in the eyes and say, let's try it again. Well, that's a stat that can't be measured. That is I correct. Totally that's understand. why I'm yeah. saying. I that's totally why understand. you – but that, that grit is but, the word that you hear yeah. I'm for looking forward to seeing another leap that he takes this year. I hope I think there. we're going to see it. Yeah. They got a really hard schedule at the end of the season, man. What do they got? So they have a week 10 bye week, all right? That's and not then, a bad week to have a that's week. That's a, a good bye, bye week. And then after that, they're Sunday night at Pittsburgh. Let's see. At you. Tennessee. Oof. Then they're home for Kansas City. I know they played well against KC last year. Uh-huh. Home for Cleveland. Yeah. And then at Tampa, short week Christmas Eve at New England. Yeah. And then finish the season, Buffalo, Baltimore. Ooh, really hard. Season. That's hard. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, really tough. hard. But then again, you know, everybody looked at the end of the schedule last year and say, oh, the Bengals are on it. That's a win. So I don't know what that means. What that means is these guys might not be as good as you think. You think the Chiefs aren't making the playoffs, so that should be a win. The Patriots will their offense will they be sit will, will they get their offense handled by week sixteen to your satisfaction? <laughs> what are you Someone calling it? I sure hope so. Please. I think so. Yeah. I think the Pats could be a seven seed again. I, I, I think Joe Burrow walking into into uh, Gillette on Christmas Eve is not the W that you think it's going to be. I'd take the Bengals in that game right now. I don't Whoa. think that it's going to be. I, no. I never said it was going to be a W. I'm saying it's a really hard schedule after the bye week. That is, there's no doubt. Yeah, I know. I agree. It's first place schedule. So that I mean, happens when you win and you make first place. Yeah. Baltimore first to place end the season. That could be game two fifty. Well, like what's the math now? Yeah, game two seventy two. Yeah, uh, but 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 that's the team he also threw for five hundred yards against last December. Yep. Oh baby, season's right around the corner. Oh, Let's yeah. Go. yeah. Uh, 